Hello and welcome to Publishing Insight, an interview podcast about working in publishing. Welcome to episode 10 of Publishing Inside. I'm Flavia, your host, and in this episode I interview Dr. Anna Campbell, Stock Planning Analytics Manager at Oxford University Press. She explains what are the main tasks and processes the Stock Planning Department is responsible for and what happens to the books from publication onwards. She is also a researcher and lecturer in medieval history and explains how she balances these two really different jobs. Happy listening and for any comments or feedback, you can write me an email or find me on Twitter at flamflam91, flam91. If you are enjoying listening to Publishing Inside, please subscribe and leave a review. of Publishing Inside. Today I'm talking about stock planning with Dr. Anna Campbell. Thank you very much for joining me in this episode of the podcast. You're very welcome. My first question is, can you tell us about your academic and career path? Right, so I went to Oxford University and read Modern History and then I went on to do a Master's in Ecclesiastical History at Oxford as well. And during that year, I started working at Oxford University Press as a temp, um, as the PA to the production director of science and medical books. And for me, it was just a summer job that then here I am 18 years later, still at Oxford University Press. Um, And during my time here, I've also um, gone on to do a PhD in medieval history. Um, in terms of <clears throat> my career, uh, I'm, still, I'm still waiting to get to my career. <laughs> Publishing wasn't really ever meant to be my career, but I do rather enjoy it. And I, I um, seem to have done quite well so far. So I started off as a, as a um, personal assistant to the, to the um, director of production. And then I became a production assistant and then production editor in medical books. Um, And from there, I was made manager of um, what at the time was a new stock and backlist function, which um, prior to that, editorial had been responsible for making all the reprint decisions for books in academic and science and medicine, law and higher education. And... um, when they discovered that we had an awful lot of books which were out of stock but customers wanted, they decided to put in a new department that managed managed the reprints and managed the stock so that we actually made those sales. Um, and I was manager of that. And I continued with that until um, about 2007, when at the same time as doing my PhD, I also changed role slightly and became um, an analyst. 
So working on um, reports and working on projects and going away and finding out information as to how the department was working and creating KPIs um, for the department so that we could measure our performance and things like that. And that has grown and to the point where I'm now analytics manager um, with a team of analysts under me who, and we now manage all the analytics and projects um, in our department for all of academic books. Perfect, thank you. Stock planning is an extremely important department in a publishing house, but is less known compared to other functions. What are the main processes and issues that stock planning deals with? Well, stock planning manages, um, manages the book from the point of publication onwards. So, um, in fact, actually, that's changing slightly. We're also um, getting involved just before publication so that we set the print runs um, so that we are managing completely how much stock we hold. So um, once the book is published, after the first six months or so, it becomes what's known as an established title rather than a new title. And all the management of the title after that belongs to our department. So whether it's reprinting, um, needing corrections for reprints, um, whether the book doesn't reprint at all, um, whether it goes into print on demand, whether we put it into a digital printing auto-replenishment function, those kind of decisions belong to us. And not only do we manage the book's life, but we also manage the inventory. So how much stock is in the warehouse, where it sits, which warehouse it's in, and our department also manages the manufacturing. So if you think about every year, our academic division publishes about two and a half thousand books. Stock planning is managing live titles, planned titles. We're probably managing about 20,000. Wow. Um, and then on top of that, we've got 26,000, which are print on demand and others to do with that. So we have a lot of titles um, and it's very important because we're still selling those books and we're still getting revenue for those books. So while a lot of publishing focuses on the new titles um, and they kind of ignore us, <laughs> we're, very, we're responsible for keeping the money coming in um, by selling backlist titles that are still wanted um, and making them available for people even if they only want one or two copies. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. Mm. And what are the main tasks and responsibility as a stock planning analytics manager? Well, I work very closely with the head of stock planning um, and the academic division works across the UK, US, India and Canada, um, parts of Oxford University Press. I work on strategy for how we're going to meet our targets for that year. I work on um, internal projects within our department, but I'm also on a number of external projects. So projects between us and other departments in our division or even other departments within the press, so other divisions. Um, so that's kind of projects. On the other hand, I have a team of analysts who work on obtaining data, data mining, producing regular reporting so that um, people know how they're performing and how we're performing against target and against budget. Um, we do 
some interactive work with other departments um, and we do some uh, reporting for some of the other departments within academic. Um, yeah, I kind of do a lot. <laughs> but yes, so, so I work with, yeah, I do a lot of working on strategy for the department as well as then implementing um, that strategy through various different projects and then monitoring those projects and monitoring that implementation through the reporting that we do. Perfect, thank you. While working at OUP, you are also continuing your academic career as a researcher and lecturer in history. What is your research about and how do you manage to organize your time and carry on doing both? Right, yes. Um, I work at OUP four days, so I have a fifth day in the week plus the weekend um, in which to do my own research and um, at times I work as a sessional lecturer in a university. I teach medieval history and my research is uh, 15th century, well it's essentially medieval, uh, 15th century France, um, ecclesiastical history with politics and lots of other social history and things thrown in. I work on a, on a saint called Saint Colette of Corby um, who was a reformer and um, reformer of the Franciscan order in, in 15th century France. Uh, when I've got a academic project on, if I'm writing an article or I need to work on my book, um, it's a little more difficult to manage my time because uh, my job is very busy and um, yeah, and yeah. So it is difficult, but um, the academic career is kind of what I've always been aiming for and publishing was always kind of my secondary career, although it seems to be switching the other way around, really. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, 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 it's not easy, but I do both. And actually, I mean, one of the good things about my job is that it, it sort of... Um, it feels like it uses kind of a different part of my brain to my research into medieval history. So doing a lot of number crunching and analytical work. And um, what advice would you give to people who want to work in stock planning or production in general? And which skills do they need to develop? Oh, um, I think... Stock planning is a department that works with pretty much all the other departments in publishing. So you tend to find that people in our stock planning team um, know a fair amount about editorial and marketing and sales and rights and things like that because all those things touch on what we do. So a book isn't a book on its own, it's got a whole industry around it of needing to be sold, um, rights being sold, editorial coming with corrections, um, new books being produced and coming, new editions, etc, etc. So we have quite a varied understanding of publishing. And then specifically, we have specific understanding of how to make a book um, and how to create that book and how to keep it going and keep its life going. Um, I guess production isn't necessarily something that you... Well, I don't know, some people think about going into production. I think when I, whenever I used to think about 
publishing, I always thought about going into editorial because you're commissioning and whatever. But there's actually something really satisfying about making a physical object and handling a physical object and understanding about the things that go into making that book, um, whether it's different types of cover lamination, the different types of paper and things, and you can become... Um, very expert on things which other people might find incredibly dull and boring but it's actually fascinating because we like physical objects that's why we have museums that's why we have these things and um, it's it's also quite a wonderful tradition to continue from the days of medieval manuscripts until you know the now printed book and things so yeah yeah definitely and sales of printed books are actually increasing, so... They are, in some ways. I mean, we are still printing and selling an awful lot of print product, and for academic books, I mean, quite often you will find academics... Well, I do, when I'm in my staff room at university, we say, well, we want to read the book, we don't want to have to read it on screen. So there is still a future for print products, I will say that out there. Um, obviously in conjunction with digital products. Um, but I think, um, well, I kind of think, well, the print book has been going for an incredibly long time and uh, it might take a little while longer to phase it out. <laughs> for sure. And what advice would you give instead to people applying for entry-level jobs in publishing at large in order to build the necessary confidence and succeed in the application and interview process? Um, I think publishing is a competitive business um, and I think the more experience that you can get um, the better probably before you come to a role but you also need to understand that when people are recruiting for roles they always have a certain idea in mind as to what they're looking for um, I think in an entry level um, an employer is quite happy because they understand that they know they're going to have to train the person and help them a lot more than a slightly higher level job coming in. Um, I think it's I think it's difficult. I think interviews are really difficult, and I'm fortunate that I haven't had to have that many during my life. Um, but I have interviewed a lot of people, and um, there's. There's an element of, you have the skill set, which is why you've got the interview. Um, and you've got the interview because the employer understands that. What they're then looking for, perhaps, is how well they fit with the department um, and the personalities within the department, or how well the skill set either complements or adds to skills that are already within that department. Um, and I think the better prepared you can be and see if you can get... Um, practice interviews and um, talk to people in publishing who've recently started in publishing um, you will get there in the end yeah perfect thank you and what is your favorite project you have worked on during your career oh gosh um, I when I first started OUP um, when I was a PA and then working in medical books I worked on a book called Oxford Companion to the Body, um, which was a it was a really fun project, and I got to go to London to meet the authors, and I got to chase up lots of contributors, 
and I got thanked in the in the forward for the book for my diligent assistance. Um, but I think in terms of stock planning, uh, the first project I ran as an analyst um, was auto replenishment. So we had uh, we had print on demand and we had reprinting, but we wanted a way by which we could use digital printing and print short very short runs, so anywhere from 26 copies to 100 copies, and have the system send out automated orders every time um, that we needed to replenish. Uh, and I think that was, that was really satisfying because it was my very first project that I ran myself, and we're still doing it, and it's still an important part of our print strategy. So. Great. <laughs> um, Last question, what are you currently reading in your spare time and what has been your favourite book of the year so far? See if I can remember. I spend a lot of my time reading The Spectator magazine, to which I am a subscriber, but I have a pile of about five <laughs> because I haven't had much of a chance. Because I have actually been reading um, a DCI Banks novel. I'm a bit of a fan of crime literature and... Um, I have a massive pile of academic books I should be reading, but when you have spare time, you want to lose yourself in, uh, in a novel. And I like the challenge that mysteries and things present. And um, Peter Robinson is a very good author. I like Ian Rankin as well, but I, I can't remember the last one I read. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I have some of my favourite crime writers and I, I, I go for those. Perfect. Thanks a lot. This was my last question. Uh, thanks a lot for joining me in well, this thank episode. You for asking me. And it was a real pleasure. all for episode 10 of Publishing Insight. I hope you have enjoyed listening to it and found it useful. If so, please subscribe and recommend it to other people you think may be interested. Have a nice day and I'll see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.